horses are at the gate. And they're off. Welcome to Winning Ponies. With the weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, John Inglehart, racing's regular guy. All right, and thanks for joining us again. I hope everybody survived uh, Travers weekend, and I hope you all have a marvelous Labor Day weekend. It usually rings in the end of summer, though some school educators have changed that rhythm of life. But nonetheless, mentally, after this weekend, summer's over, kids. Nose back to the grindstone. No excuses. Well, uh... Tonight's show is going to be a hit. It's going to be a home run. It's going to be a grand salami. I mean, we are out of here. And why? Because we're broadcasting from the Baseball Hall of Fame here in Cooperstown, New York. Now, they have locked me in an office and aren't letting anybody hear what I'm saying because it's not about baseball. But anyhow, uh, beautiful town. Great week. The weather should be fantastic for the East Coast racing. Uh, crisp air. Never get out of the 60s today. You don't care about the weather report, but I'm just setting you up to tell you it is a beautiful day in upstate New York. <sighs> okay, folks. So uh, another reason why this show is going to be a grand slam is we've got a couple great guests up for you. They're going to knock it out of the park. First, the man that puts together the Saratoga special. If you go to the spy, you're reading the information. He puts out none other than the president of the National Turf Writers and Broadcasters Association. Tom Law will be with us. Now, that's just one of the helmets that he wears. Uh, in addition to being a world-class runner, um, Tom is uh, also one of the triumvirate, along with Joe and Sean Clancy, they put together the Saratoga special. Seems like we talked to him a few days ago. Nope, that was over a month and a half ago when we were previewing the Saratoga meet. And tonight, we're going to review the Saratoga meet, even though there's a few days left. Then we're going to the unique meet down in the South Kentucky at beautiful Kentucky Downs, America's most European racetrack. Call it what you want. The place is fantastic. If you've never been there and you're a race fan, I tell you this every year, you got to go. So uh, Jenny's going to be with us. She's kind of the minister of information for the track. And she's going to bring on a, a guy that's going to be working with her throughout the meet. His name is Robert Yates, and what's interesting is uh, she met him, I believe, up at Churchill Downs, so we'll find out. But uh, this is his first time at Kentucky Downs. Now, I've been describing the track and telling everybody in uh, Winning Ponies land uh, to, to get down there. Well, let's see what a newcomer's impressions are. And so that's Robert Yates. He'll be joining us along with Jenny and Tom Law. Now, Winning Ponies. Uh, by the way, congratulations to the winners and everybody that participated in our contest. Uh, it was free, and we appreciate you staying on top of things with Winning Ponies. Come on over and check out the site, winningponies.com. You get all kinds of 
library uh, archive broadcasts of this show. But most importantly, you get to pull down the easy win forms and see how they've been doing. You can check the uh, recent results column. And for this week, my God, the races at Del Mar, Saratoga are just it's too much to handicap, so let Winning Ponies do that for you by getting the easy win forms. Winningponies.com, two recent hits. Two days ago at Louisiana Downs. Yep, we cover everything, folks. Had a 50-cent pick four that paid over $1,000. Two days before that, Charlestown, a $1 super, 2639 We do hit the big tracks at Del Mar at a nice $1 place all. Yes, it's a unique bet. We only had seven of eight, and it only paid $3,192. Those are the easy win forms. <laughs> only one place to get them. Winningponies.com. Well, uh, it is going to be quite the racing calendar, as I told you. And, of course, uh, let's not ignore what's happening on the West Coast flight line is returning a, a packed graded stakes agenda at Del Mar. So it is the grade one Pacific Classic, just one of six graded stakes races on the agenda at Del Mar. What a lineup. Uh, let's see. It, uh, uh, Considering that maybe you take the day off and you sneak out early to get to the races on Friday, you've got the Prioress up at Saratoga. That's for uh, Phillies, uh, three-year-olds. we got a field of six or seven, and it's, uh, you know, a dash on the main track, uh, but there's plenty of graded stakes uh, horses in there. So uh, you want to keep an eye out on the grade two Prioress. That's at Saratoga tomorrow. Then on Saturday... Uh, we'll be uh, taking a look, hopefully, with Tom Law at the Grade 1 Jockey Gold Cup. And Bill Mott trained Olympiad. We'll be looking to get back on the beam after having a five-race win streak snapped in the Whitney. And uh, he was behind life is good, so he's forgiven. You might want to keep a good eye out for Olympiad. Uh, you got first captain there, Tax, Brooklyn Strong. Keep me in mind, it's no walkover, folks. Then you've got the Grade Two Flower Bowl at Saratoga. It's a distance race, a mile and three eighths out the grass. Like I said, the weather looking very, very good, and the Flower Bowl will bring out another Bill Knott trainee in Warlike Goddess. She's a daughter of the late great Grass Sire English Channel. <laughs> Need I say more? Could be a big day for Bill Mott. Then you got the grade three Saranac up there. And then out west, well, the Pacific Classic, of course. Uh, we uh, we mentioned that. Let's see if I can't get over my Delmar stats here and pull down a few some of the other race course. Uh, Flight Line's going to be in there against a lot of uh, familiar company, uh, Royal Ship, Ex Express Train. Now, here's one that could upset the apple cart. I mean, Flightline, who's undefeated in his career, has just scored buyer figure after buyer figure, triple digits since he broke his maiden at six furlongs. He's now gone to seven. He's now gone to one. The last two in grade one company, he's going to be going a mile and a quarter. So uh, that's something he's being asked to do for the first time. Could there be an upsetter in there? Of course there could. Bob Baffert 
Country Grammar. That's right. The horse that won the Dubai World Cup brings his $10 million worth of earnings into the race. He was second to Royal Ship in the San Diego Handicap. A lot of horses coming out of that race. The top three uh, will be in this race. So don't discount Country Grammar because he's won over $7 million going a mile and a quarter. Again, that's out at Del Mar. That's the headliner, but by no means the only race. You got the Del Mar Derby. Uh, that's a grade two, pretty evenly matched group, but this is a mile and an eighth, and it will be on the turf out at Del Mar. And uh, let's see, other stakes action out there, Johnny boy. The Del Mar Mile, a grade two, 300,000, three and up. And as you know, this brings together a talented field. It's a great distance, very evenly, evenly matched. Flavian Pratt, he'll be out there on Hong Kong Harry for Phil D'Amato. All right, some other big national news before I continue on with the uh, the races. Something that's uh, not not a surprise to me. Uh, champion. Corniche has been retired. Remember, he was just the sensational two-year-old last year. He won the two-year-old Eclipse Award. Uh, he's been retired from racing. He's going to take up stud duties at Coolmore's Ashford Stud for 2023. Was purchased for $1.5 million after working a 10 flat at the Ocala sale. Nice little breeze right there. Turned over to uh, Bob Baffert. And uh, like I said, he ended up being the two-year-old. Then they brought him back. He had, he just, uh, he didn't seem to be himself. He went into training at Windstar, and uh, he just uh, didn't make it back. So he's retired with earnings of $1.2 million. Uh, so Corniche is retired. Now, last week, again, we want to make sure we, uh, hit some of the races we handicapped with our friend Dan Illman from the Daily Racing Forum. And, of course, top of the list, the Run Happy Traverse Stakes. Hope you were able to watch it wherever you were. Very exciting and a legit race. Uh, what can I say? It's the Traverse. And it looks like Epicenter stamped himself as good to be the three-year-old champion. I mean, let's face it, folks. He barely got beaten in the Kentucky Derby. Barely got beaten the Preakness, comes back, wins the Jim Dandy, and then goes on to win the historic Midsummer Derby. Congratulations to Steve Asmussen, his first Travers win, and Joel Rosero, who's absolutely on fire up there. Uh, he got his first Travers win. Second spot was Cyberknife. Uh, and, uh, third was Zandon and that was a three-horse photo for the second spot, and also in that photo was Rich Strike. That's right. So talked to Eric. Uh, he called me uh, while he was driving back and said, you know what, John? We got respect. Even Andy Serling said, you know, I got to eat some of my words. Uh, th this horse proved me wrong. He, he is legit, and he's a, a, one of the best three-year-olds in training. Then at Saratoga, you know, sometimes you got to do what you've already done, and that's the case with Gufo, who won the uh, Resorts uh, World Casino Sword Dancer. That's a grade one, $750,000. Christopher Clement 
Joel Rosario in the saddle, perfectly timed ride in there. Uh, running second was Mira Mission, 18 to one shot. And third at eight to one was Star Rising. And the personal ensign could have been one of the best races of the year with so much talent in there. And it was a slight upset. Malathot, last year's three-year-old champion, she's back to her winning ways against grade one company. Got the job done over search results. And Latruska led all of them and just got caught was the favorite all right speaking of favorites one of my favorites guest is coming up next and he's going to be calling from saratoga none other you heard me give his bio early in the show tom law is going to be with us from beautiful saratoga racetrack looking at the meet in review how it went and uh, maybe a peek into some of the Good races that are going to be going on all weekend long. Saratoga is going to leave you with a good taste in your mouth. And to uh, help us uh, look at the season with great eyes from a man who was there, none other than Tom Law. I'm John Engelhart. We'll be right back on Winning Ponies. Follow the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety. And they're off. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Inglehart, racing's regular guy. The phone lines are open and are toll-free, 1-866-472-5788, or send us an email at show at winningponies.com. John and our guests are looking forward to hearing from you. Have any tips or comments you'd like to share? Any questions we would be happy to answer? Contact us. Now, back to the show, Winning Ponies with John Inglehart. And again, with me, Tom Law, president of the National Turf Writers and Broadcasters of America, and one of the key components of one of the best publications in racing, the Saratoga Special, along with the Eclipse Award-winning team of Sean and Joe Clancy. 
Tom, it seems like just yesterday I had you on before the Saratoga meeting started. We were talking about some of the things we expected that were going to happen, and poof, here we are, Labor Day weekend. Welcome back to the show. Well, thanks for having me back. It's great to be back. It's uh, crazy. Yeah, you mentioned how uh, poof, it, it's here and gone. I, I felt like the last time we talked, I was out in front of our office here on East Avenue, and it was about the same time of day, you know, about 8.15 Eastern. It was light out, you know. Now it's dark, you know. It's, uh, you know, the, the the end of the summer is coming. You know, it's already September first here today. It's uh, it's a different feel around town, uh, but the racing still, like you said, we still got uh, four more days of the meet. So there's uh, Friday through Monday, and we got one more issue of the Saratoga Special. Just had a little editorial meeting. Uh, with Joe and Sean a few minutes ago to kind of talk uh, talk about that last issue. Uh, a lot of good races still to come and, and some good races to write about uh, so far this week, uh, including uh, a good stake today, the P.G. Johnson, and then a couple couple stakes on tomorrow's card too. So it's uh, yeah, it's been a it's been a, a good meet uh, weather wise. It's been pretty awesome up here. Uh, yes. We've had a, a few rainy days, yeah, last few races, but otherwise it's been awesome. Yeah, it, it absolutely, it, it has been. Well, uh, you know, reading you guys, and of, of course, uh, you know, I, I try to tell as many people as I know to do it because it's such a sensational publication. But, you know, as much hard work as you guys put into it with the things worth repeating and just some of the things that, that as the meat begins to grow, you guys seem to be having a pretty damn good time doing it, too. Oh, absolutely. You know, we spend a lot of uh, time in the ba- on the backstretch in the morning, whether it's the Oklahoma track uh, or the main track in the barn area, talking to horsemen and, and kind of interacting with, uh, you know, interacting with readers and fans and owners and breeders and uh, trainers, jockeys, exercise riders, all the help, uh, everybody. And, uh, yeah, it's great. You know, we're, we're, we're racing people. Uh, to the core, uh, it's what we love, and we do it. You know, we do it year round with some other uh, different publications that we kind of work on. But uh, the special is its own animal, so to speak, and and carries uh, you know carries a, a large part of our business. And yeah, we really do enjoy it. I mean, look, I mean, we get to work outside, and we get to be around the coolest you know animals on the planet, and the fastest and, and most athletic uh, animals, and, and the horse people are. You know, so many characters that there are in racing, uh, a lot of times just makes our job pretty easy. You know, the different personalities that you meet and uh, all the all the crazy names and faces that we've, we've come, ac- come across over the years. But uh, it's great fun, and, and you know, we, we dig into, we, we get serious, and we do stable tours with a lot of really good horsemen and get to yeah. kind of spend time with them and look at the horses and uh, we got some. We got one more really good one coming up. That's uh, always a highly anticipated one that we do every year. It's going to be in Saturday's paper, um, and uh, yeah, pretty excited. So yeah, if, if you can't get the paper around town, if you're not here in Saratoga, uh, get it at the track, or you can get it all over town at the coffee shops, bars, restaurants, hotels. You can get it at you can get it at thisishorseracing.com uh, every day. And um, well, every day there's one more day left, but you can get all the back issues there too. So if you, if you I miss know, any, you can I, go back. Yeah, I, 
I've had to watch from afar all these months, and now I'll be able to go up and get my fingers ink stained on an edition this weekend. I'm I'm really looking forward to it, Tom. Well, let, let's talk about yeah. in in your opinion, you know, what's what some of the uh, the highlights of the race scene were, or, or and once again we see that uh, after the meet's over, of course the canoe's already painted, but it looks like somebody's going to have to go out there and and uh, dig the uh, <laughs> the grave yard for uh, for Jackie's warrior this year uh it, it just seems to happen every year that that there, there's there's the unbeatable horse that gets beat and it always happens at yeah. Saratoga whether it's American Pharaoh, man of war or Jackie's warrior yeah I mean Jackie it's, it's uh, you know Steve S. Mason kind of said it best he's like you know we're, we're really honored to have him you know we feel really bad that the last time that he's going to run here, we actually got him beat. You know, he had won five. Uh, he was five for five going into the four-go last weekend and got beat by a nice horse uh, of Bill Mott's, Cody's Wish. And, um, yeah, one of the races of the meet was really his his race earlier in the in the Vanderbilt. Um, capping a huge day for, for Steve Asmussen. I mean, he won the Jim Dandy and, and the, or big weekend. Then he won the Amsterdam the next day with Gunite. Of course, Steve uh, comes back and and wins the uh, Travers this weekend. Like you said, the canoe's been painted. You know, Steve even told us after, he said, well, I want to get, I want to paint the canoe. You know, why should they have all the fun? Uh, <laughs> Did he ever go out there? Because uh, they tried to nail him on national television. I know. I don't think he did, but uh, yeah, it would have been fun if he, if he did it. But uh, he, uh, you know, his horse was, was trained to the minute uh, for the Travers and, and, and really seven. delivered in a big way. You know, one of one of several favorites that actually did win. You know, I mean, well, now, 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 yeah, yeah. Let's not forget that the scintillating performance uh, that Jack Christopher showed us last week in the uh, Alan Jerkins. Absolutely, yeah, another favorite. You know, that 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 delivered Uh, ran a huge race. I mean, bouncing back from the Haskell uh, back to seven eights, where he's very effective. Obviously, had shown. That he had been and, and loved that distance, winning the Woody Stevens on uh, Belmont Stakes Day. Yeah, comes back and just runs a a, a huge race in there. And um, you know, he's uh, I'd be anxious to see if they've tried him again going two turns. You know, he's probably got a stud career that's coming up uh, pretty soon. We always grade one, so we may we may never get to see that again. But you know, his race in the Haskell was very very good. I mean, he only got beat two lengths to to Nice Horse and, and Cyberknife, who who ran gritty and, and was second in the Travers and. Yeah, Jack, uh, Jack Christopher. It was part of that loaded Travers Day card. You know, it's just, whew, there are so many races to, to when you bring them up, you're like, oh, yeah, I remember that. You know, like, oh, yeah, Gufo won the, won the sword dancer again. And, and well, let me, wow, yeah. Let, <laughs> yeah. Me, let me bring one up that we haven't mentioned that it, it's amazing. It's like after, after, Two weeks at Saratoga, it's like, yeah, what have you done for me lately? But, I mean, yeah. what, what, what a performance. I mean, we're seeing championship quality in this filly called Nest, who won the Alabama Stakes. Oh, absolutely. You know, she, I think she's one of the, you know, one of the three stars of the meet, you know, along with Epicenter and Life is Good. I mean, Nest just destroyed them in the, in the coaching club. You know, Secret Oath was in there. It was kind of a good showdown. And then, uh, Secret Oath came back, and then there were a few other other horses that uh, took her on in the in the Alabama, and she just dominated. You know, I mean, you knew that the mile and a quarter was going to suit her. Her race in the Belmont was very strong. Her, her all of her two turn races, she ran a, a really good race in the Demoiselle as a two year old, 
And uh, Todd Pletcher told us after the race, he's like, I really started thinking about the Alabama after that. Wow. Um, so, like, December, he's he's thinking Alabama in December for a filly that had, had run two or three times. So, um, you know, she, that race is tailor-made for her. I mean, she just cruised off the turn. And I was just like, this one's over. And then just to see her, you know, I was, I ran her teeth kind of geared her down almost a little bit at the end, but she would have had another, like, just dominating performance. I mean, just open lengths and anxious to, you know, excited. You know, good horses like that, you always get excited to see them run again, you know, but it's nice to kind of relive their their performances and, and, and talk about them and, and think about it, you know, like, yeah, again, what have you done for me lately? Like, I'm going to go talk to Todd Pletcher tomorrow about his uh, horses in the Jackie Cole Gold Cup. And I'm like, well, what <laughs> yeah. about Nest, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I want to talk about Nest, too, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah, that horse in the next stall who's probably going to be a champion. Um, hey, yeah, how, about, yeah. how about one of my favorite feel-good people stories that appeared in the Saratoga Special, and of course in the national news, was when Jackie Davis won for her father, her mm. first win at Saratoga. Mm. How cool was that? Mm. Yeah. Give a little background. There was During the pandemic year, there were some people that got shut out of going to the track. Nobody could go. They would gather on east avenue and they would watch horses train they kind of like eventually pooled their money together bought a horse gave the horse to robbie davis was training the horse and then jackie of course is riding the horse and then the horse said one this spring down at belmont but like you said there's nothing like winning at saratoga and just being in the winter circle down there for that i mean it felt like the derby or it felt like a big major major stakes race just the energy and and Jackie coming up the inside on her and, and winning. I mean, that's a race that really stands out to me as like a, a true highlight uh, of the meet. Yeah. I, I even said, I think I put it on Twitter. It's going to be hard to top this one, you know, regardless of what race it is. <laughs> well, I know I didn't forget it. And uh, hats off again. I always tell you to pass along uh, to uh, Todd Marks. He, he does uh, such a great job uh, all season long uh, with his photography. For some reason, I, I guess maybe he's a mid-Atlantic guy. He doesn't get um, – somehow he's not as revered in equine photographer circles as I think he should. Yeah, I know you're a big fan. And Todd's been uh, – Todd and, and Sean and Joe and another guy, Dave Harmon, uh, are the only guys from the beginning of the special till now. Um, you know, I haven't – this is only my 10th season, which just seems crazy. But, um, yeah, Todd is a great eye for, for horses and, you know, shoots a lot of steeplechase races and, you know, has, has wonderful photos, you know, on his, uh, that he, he sends us and I just enjoy looking at him. We love running them in the paper, obviously. And, uh, you know, Todd was, he'll be out here this weekend. So you're going to be here and you'll get a chance to interact with Todd. I, I, <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to it. Well, you brought up the subject, the uh, grade one million dollar jockey club gold cup. Now, do do yeah. we give do we give Mott one uh, on the Whitney and it, do we start looking at, at Olympiad again? Or is this race so wide open that you're just not sure which way to go? Yeah, I mean, Olympiad, I mean, whew, I mean, he was supposed to be one of the ones to really kind of contend with life is good there in the in the Whitney and yeah, I don't want to say he didn't show up. I mean he was fourth. Got beat by some pretty nice horses, but then now you got a, a brigade of Todd Pletcher horses coming back. You got uh, untreated, American Revolution, you know, dynamic one and, and keep me in mind. 
uh, going to be a t- tall order. You know, American Revolution, I think, is obviously the strongest of the four that, that Todd sent out. just won the New York Force of the Year title, and he's a grade one winner. He's won here at Saratoga. Um, he's going to be really tough. I think he's got Joel Rosario uh, riding, um, who's Joel's just, just crushing it in stakes at the meet. Um, I'm guessing, yeah. So he's going to be tough. I think I think American Revolution is the one to beat. And 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 I guess it's uh, 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 same thing all over again. Uh, Chad Brown just keeps churning out number one hits. Yeah, I mean one of the yeah we we, we forgot to mention you know uh, in Italian was a horse that won the Diana way back on uh, opening weekend and 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 he's just has been a force in the in the grass races and obviously he's going to be hold the strong hand again in the Flower Bowl I and mean, he's got. Uh, Capital Structure, Virginia Joy in there, um, and, and Marvelous Maud, who was going to run the Yorkbred race a couple weeks ago and, and got rained out of there. But they're all going to run against Warlike Goddess in there, who's kind of one of the cooler stories that we've written about over the years. You know, a thousand dollar yearling originally, she's gone on to win, you know, a million two. Did, you know, won the, won the uh, Glens Falls last time for Billy Mott. And she's really tough. I mean, she's a quirky kind of character. We've we've written about her in some of our back issues. How how she has to train. She likes to go out later in the morning, and Mott has to gallop her right down on the rail. Otherwise, she'll just run off. Um, but you know, Mott being the horseman that he is, he he kind of gets it, and and he, he kind of tailors tailors his training methods to her perfectly. So uh, she's going to be tough there in the Flower Bowl. Um, won it last year, of course, uh, on the way to going on to the Breeders' Cup and finishing a close third in there. But, uh, yeah, she, she's one of the many stars of the meet. You know, it's, it's unfortunate the Flower Bowl is longer a grade one. I wish it was. It's, it's been such a historic race throughout history. And, you know, a horse like Warlike Goddess winning it again. Hopefully we'll bring it back up to grade one status real soon. Uh, we're talking with Tom Law from the Saratoga Special. And, and Tom, just to uh, co-sign what you just said, <laughs> I just realized Warlike Goddess has never been beaten on the turf at Saratoga. She's three for three. I know. Three for three and, yeah, eight for ten lifetime, you know, and, and, and a third in the uh, in the Breeders' Cup. Got beat a half a length, you know. I mean, she she was fifth one time in the in the very one stakes at Gulfstream. You're like, wow, that was amazing. She was fifth. <laughs> what an amazing horse, you know. I mean, by English Channel, you know, those English Channels are tough. Grass horses, you know, English Channel himself was was real tough, and, and and she's the perfect embodiment of her sire for sure. Yeah, and you know, the from what I've seen in the English Channels, like a lot of turf horses, uh, the older the better, and she's now mm-hmm. a five year old mare. <clears throat> and I'm just so happy to see people, you know, racing horses for the most part. And we're seeing it um, yeah. again at three. I mean, it's it's one of the things that. Uh, uh, Eric Reed said to me, you know, he goes, look, John, okay, we didn't win the race, but, we, you know, we proved we got, that we belong with these horses. And he said, guess what, John? He said, every horse that's finished in, that finished in front of us has a stud contract for next year. So yeah, he says, yeah. he says, I'm looking forward to a good four-year-old season with Rich Strike. <laughs> yeah, I love their comments after, and I love what he said. Maybe we'll come back again next year and, and try to run in the Whitney. And I was like, great, you know, like I, it was great to see the fan uh, reaction to Rich Strike in the paddock. You know, a lot of people were cheering for him and kind of saying, "Come on, do it again, buddy, do it one more time." And it was neat. And then for the horse to run as well as he did, I mean, you know, Epicenter is such a good horse. 
And but for Rich Strike to be, you know, really trying and digging in there at the end, I mean, just get just barely got beat for second. And you know, the horses yeah. that were second and third are, are real top quality horses too. And you know, he showed he belonged. You know, I've been I've been people have been asking. You know, everybody's asking all the time. Like when you're eighty to one and you win a race, everybody's going to be like, was it a, a fluke? Was it a one hit wonder? Is he going to do it again? And you know, I think after he ran so well in the Travers, I mean, even though he's fourth. Uh, I think that it sort of silenced a lot of those doubts. People are like, oh, okay, yeah, Rich Strike, man, he ran good. You know, everybody I talked to after, I was like, we were rooting for him. You know, I, was, I, I knew, uh, you know, turning for home, I was like, this race is over, and I just kept watching Rich Strike. You know, where's Rich Strike? Come on, buddy, get up there. For oh, he, he, it, it was looking yeah. like a derby repeat for a minute. You know, I'll just share this with you. You know, Eric Reed does, I think, the last horse he ran up at the Saratoga was about 10 years ago. So, and he said, yeah. John, he says, he said, as we're walking over, he described that alley, if you want to call it that, that leads to the paddock, but there's, you're packed yeah. with fans on either side. And you guys, I oh, think yeah. it's the second largest crowd since American Pharaoh on Sunday yeah. and on Saturday, rather for the Travers. And he said, John, he said, epicenter's in front of us. And he's like, Oh man, you know, and people are like, yeah, you know, epicenter ass moose. And, and he said, so, you know, we were about 10 seconds or so behind him. And he said, all yeah. of a sudden the crowd broke out. He's like, I thought something happened. I turned around. Yeah. They're cheering for my horse. He's like, yeah. he's like, that made me feel so good that unlike a lot of people in the media, these people weren't going, ah, oh, poo poo will never win another race in his life. And he's like, oh, yeah. they, they were loving him. And he says, you know, have no idea uh, how the people yeah. at Saratoga made me feel. I mean, that was great. Uh, that's great. <laughs> was, well, that's, that, you know, as, as a native, I'm a native of Saratoga. I love it. You know, I, I live, I grew up here. I live here now and, you know, I'm proud of it and I'm, I love it. It's just the magic of Saratoga, you know. I mean, it's just the, the horses do well here. And somebody somebody said it the other day. I, I don't know why the horses do so well here. Maybe it's because everybody's in a better mood when they're in Saratoga. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and, and you know, we brag on it. We got to, you know, even Steve S. Newsom said it the other day. So, you know, the fans here, the smartest fans in all racing are here. So, uh, you know, maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. But it's certainly passionate, you know, as passionate as anywhere else that that there might be in the country. So it's uh it's a special place and it continues to be, and it continues to create lasting memories. You know, Eric Reed and his team, they're never going to forget that. Uh, you know, and, and people that saw that horse are never going to forget that. And, and Sonny Leone bringing the horse over to the outside rail and, and right before the race and those fans oh, really? are there. I mean, what a magical moment. Oh, I didn't catch that. That's great. I didn't see that. Yeah, that he did that. I did that. I couldn't believe it. I was like, that is so cool. You know, I mean, just like, as you know, I mean, like, we need the fans. And, and like, for that rider to do that with that horse, I mean, he, he made fans, you know, of the horse. And he, he made fans of horse racing if they weren't. They probably already were fans because they were here. But a lot of casual fans go to the Travers, and they're probably like, wow, that was cool, you know, like, I just think things like that are, you know, get, these guys are focused and they're they're in the game face and they're in the game. And I can't blame them. They're in the mode to compete. But at the same time, you know, you can take a little bit of time to interact. And that just shows a, shows the kind of guy Sunderland Young is and, you know, all those guys. And I think they, that was a great thing that he did. Well, Tom, I've run out of time. I doff my cap to you and everybody associated with the Saratoga special. And there's going to be one more fan in the stands this weekend. And that's going to be this guy, man. So I'll be looking for you, Tom. I can't wait to see your smiling face. Uh, thanks a lot again for joining us here on Winning Ponies. That was Tom Absolutely Law. Can't. Go ahead. 
I, I can't wait to I, see you, John. Can't wait. Looking forward uh, to it. Uh, all right. You won't have to wait long, brother. Well, we, we're going from one Eclipse Award winner to another, uh, from Tom Law to none other than Jenny Reese, who's at a pretty unique place herself. It's not Saratoga. It's Kentucky Downs. We're going to talk to Jenny and a gentleman that's working with her this year for his first impressions of Kentucky Downs. You're listening to Winning Ponies. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. And they're off. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Inglehart, racing's regular guy. The phone lines are open and are toll-free, 1-866-472-5788, or send us an email at show at winningponies.com. John and our guests are looking forward to hearing from you. Have any tips or comments you'd like to share? Any questions we would be happy to answer? Contact us. Now, back to the show. Winning Ponies with John Inglehart. And again, with one, one of my favorite people in the world, let alone the media, seven-time Eclipse Award winner Jenny Reese joins us again as the sun sets over an exciting day of racing in Franklin, Kentucky. What's there, John? What's there? It's the richest race meet in North America that I can figure out on a daily basis jenny reese thanks for joining us how are things at kentucky down the action is off and running Um, they're great and you know everything is just so like enlarged and big at kentucky downs that i think you enlarged my eclipse awards by a couple but thank you (laughs) you are one of my biggest fans i gotta say and i appreciate it but uh, I've only went five. Oh, I think last time I shorted you. I, I think I said four four last time, so I'm making up for uh, for there when, you when go. I. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so so if from now had, on it'll it'll be five. Yeah. Well, um, we had a great opener today. The weather was amazing, and we're just kind of watching. I'm up here with Robert Gates, as he referenced my uh, colleague in publicity here for the uh, the first week, and. Um, the sun's starting to set. It's a beautiful sunset, but we had great racing. And the uh, big star of the day was we had Tyler Gaffleone and Mike Maker both won three races. And um, Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. And you really, you know, you only have to really win one at these parks to, to make your meet. But um, um, it's been a good betting angle over the years, um, and it played out today with uh, Law Professor winning the stakes. Uh, Sassy Joseph won two races, yeah. Mike Maker won three. Uh, Joe Sharp was a really good second in the stakes with a horse that drew in off the AE list. But these are horses that, not that they've been here long, but they had trained over the track yesterday, and that's a betting angle for some people. So uh, it, it certainly held up today. 
I was very impressed, considering all the racing that's going around the country this weekend, that you have still lured some of the top trainers and riders to Kentucky Downs during this hot time of the racing year. Yeah, with, uh, you know, Delmar, and Delmar is actually going to overlap us all but our very last day. Last year, once we got past Labor Day, there was no racing in New York or uh, Southern California, and, and, you know, we just shattered our uh, records for betting, um, including a $20 million day that I didn't realize how big $20 million was until I want to say then, was it Keeneland, um, um, maybe in the fall or maybe one time that they did a $20 million day and it was like a record for uh, the fall meet or something like that. I thought, oh, wow, that's a lot of money then, if, you know, <laughs> like for Keeneland. But we had a good day today for Thursday, um, a bit like $9.6 million, uh, on um, 10 races. So, um, um, you know, off to a good start. And like you said, you know, guys like Tyler, uh, Gaston, and Leperu left early, Delmar. They're going to be riding here all seven days. Uh, wow. Joe Saria, who last year rode uh, all six days of our meet, we picked up an extra day this year. He is, uh, is going to be here on Sunday, I think it is. But uh, the other two days, he's not, um, like today, and then I think it's Saturday. So last year, he rode the whole meet here. But he's going to be up at Saratoga for a couple of those days. So it's actually kind of given a chance for the local guys uh, or a guy like Gaslyon, who I know from reading uh, Robert Sidebar, <laughs> uh, that he wrote, the Gaslyon's always been in the top five. Um, and last year he was second, a distant second, when Rosario set a track record by winning 17 races at the meet. Uh, the prior record was 12. I think on day four he'd already uh, set the record. Uh, but it gives a guy like Gaslyon a chance to get ahead and uh, maybe uh, – you know, give him another riding uh, crown to keep it going. But, but you know, not this weekend, but the following weekend, you'll have the Ortiz boys will be here. Rosario will be here. Uh, you know, most of the, the, the big guns, there might be a couple that ride at, um, you know, Del Mar. But most of the New York guys will be down here with us. Well, I mean, for, for Gaff Leone to, to ride a, a triple one day, Jenny, I remember one meet I was down there, and the leading rider award went to three guys that won three races. I mean, that's how few the opportunities are to win races down there. And so uh, have you seen, because you've been there every season, certain guys that, let's say, let's say Le Peru or Giroux or some of these guys that seem to have figured that course out and really kind of moved their horses up a couple lengths. Yeah, they, they're not intimidated by it. They're used to it from what Leperu, I mean, he grew up in France, but he actually never really rode in France. But, um, you know, a guy like Juru uh, certainly did. And, and those guys, James Graham, um, you know, one thing a lot of them do that a lot of the American-born jocks don't necessarily do, they walk the course. And uh-huh. like James Graham every day and he says because it's different from day to day that was really interesting and i i tried to do a video of it one time going with sophie doyle walking around there but it doesn't work for an iphone i needed like real video camera and like somebody that really knew how to do it so it it wasn't very successful but it was interesting because you don't really realize how banked that far turn is you don't really realize how significant the dip is in the back stretch and the, the the rise up until you're actually on the course 
Wow. I, I would never think of uh, a, uh, you know, we think a turf course is a turf course. It's the same every day, but there are actually uh, different biases on the Kentucky Downs turf course. And like I said, yeah, it seems like I, certain guys have figured it out. Uh, Dick Downey came up with this stat that no horses in post one, two, three, or four won today. They were all post five or outside. Now, wow. still kind of a small sample, only 10 races, but that's kind of interesting. But it may be, be different tomorrow, uh, or rather Saturday. Sadly, there's a good chance of rain Saturday. You know, we, we still run unless it gets really bad. And that's one reason we don't race Labor Day because we race Friday and Saturday. I mean, Saturday and Sunday, if for some reason, I shouldn't even probably, because I don't even want to go there and think of it, but <laughs> if the rain would force it to where it wasn't going to be, you know, in the interest of safety, um, that's why we've got Labor Day there that the, the card could be moved to. But, boy, I wish it could have been like today. The weather is just, just gorgeous here today. Uh, hey, you want to talk it, to Robert? Get his impressions. Well, I'd like to hear what he has to say about it. You were just going to let He's me segue into that bring him in i'll do a brief introduction not that i know that much about him i know i know that uh, robert yates he's, he's a native of uh little rock arkansas so that would put him in the backyard with oaklawn park started going as a teenager there as every good turf scribe should should and uh covered uh, racing down there for newspaper uh the arkansas democrat gazelle uh he's worked with their media okay. relations department and now he's working with none other than the great five-time eclipse award-winning publicist jenny <laughs> reese i do hope that she has with me the one and only that i've ever interviewed robert yates how are you i'm good john how about you I'm fine. I'm fine. Well, you know, when Jenny told me you were coming down, I'm, you know, she, she told me where you were, what your experience was. And she goes, but he's never been to Kentucky Downs. She says, that'd be great, John. Talk to somebody because Lord knows I've given my first experiences too many times on these airwaves. Uh, not that I've only been down once, but the first time you go down, it kind of smacks you in the face, doesn't it? We're talking with Robert Yates. Yeah, um, intimate, 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 or very unique. There's another one of Gary Westline. Not unique, but very unique. No, Gary says we can't use more. We we call ourselves the, the most unique because there's no such thing as most unique. So now <laughs> we've kind of got our I mean, there's unique and there's Kentucky down. <laughs> yeah, it was just it's very strange, um, the human connections between Oakland and Kentucky Downs. There's a lot of crossover you know, you may see here Steve Asmussen, Ricardo, Santana, uh, Hal Wiggins. Then I'm up into Michael Hoy, the owner, and from Little Rock also. And then, but as far as the horses, this is like being another world. Obviously, we have no turf, and this is all turf, so it's completely different for me. So uh, explain to me. Your, your your interest in racing started with Oakland, and did you go to school for journalism? Uh, did you just start hanging around press boxes? How, how did you get to the point that you're working alongside Jenny Reese? Uh, started going when I was not uh, legally able to go. Is that what we phrase it? Yes, I was too young, but we got in. Had to have been 12, maybe 11, and just crew knew nothing about the backside at all uh, strictly front side as a fan uh went to college university of arkansas Little rock 
got a journalism degree, got a little job at the Arkansas Democrat Gazette in 83, answering the phone on Friday Night Football. Nine years later, our turf rider leaves. They tap me to go replace him, and I literally know nothing. It took two hours to write an 80 story. Um, not lying about that. Um, green, 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 and it's taken 20, 30 years now, it seems like, to finally get to this point. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Hey, you're working alongside some of the best there. I heard her drop some names like Dick Downey and Gary West. Those guys are the top. So you're going to get some great exposure down there, my friend. Yeah, I can honestly say I've never closed down um, Kentucky Downs. <laughs> closed Oakland down a lot, but not Kentucky Downs. And I'm watching uh, this. It's just a press box. I think an open air press box. Would that be accurate? An open air press box. The first for me, also. Um, learned about the sun, or to position your laptop back to the sun. I you know, like shooting pictures. Um, it's just, you know, the half-mile pole is uh, not where the half-mile pole is at Oakland. Three-quarter pole is not where the three-quarter pole is at Oakland. And that stretch, golly, the, oh. never ends. Now, I believe it takes two pan cameras to cover their stretch. It's so long. Uh, yeah, you know, Rob, Chris. Rob Attress, who won the stake, was not here, watched it on television. Obviously, uh, he was like me as a newbie. How do I phrase this, Jenny? It, it, you're, you don't really know what you got at the quarter, turning for home, yeah. because you really, that's pan shot. There is there is no pan. I mean, you just really, he didn't know. I'll be honest, still watching the races, John. You know, and I usually do iPhone video of the stretch, and stuff, so I really can't. It's after the race, I, I'm just kind of beholden to whoever I'm talking to to tell me what happened. But uh, it is, uh, I don't know how Larry Comas calls the races because they're coming straight at you when you're watching them in the stretch, it seems like. And, and they're across the field there. Um, but, you know, Larry does a great job. I don't know how he does it. And God well, bless I, the Equibate uh, people. Oh. They, they, uh, that's got to be quite a challenge for those guys. Speaking of Equibase, I just want to put in a tout for that. This is the, really the second year of it. The GPS timing system that's in place here at Kentucky Downs, really for the first time, it's really accurate. It's all hand-timed uh, up until last year. And um, so we're going to start track records. Last year was the baseline year. So I got to get that uh, changed in Equibase. They're still putting because it's apples to oranges. The, the you know, the, the poles were not really in the right place. And, and so I'm, I'm pretty proud of that because there's a lot of challenges when you have a track that's kidney-shaped and undulating like this. But uh, having that GPS, that, um, that, that system that Equibase has, has really been a good thing. Now, do, do they track them by a chip in the saddle towel, or how, how exactly is the tracking done? Oh. I shouldn't have brought up something that I didn't know the answer to. <laughs> I think You'll make a terrible lawyer. <laughs> yeah, it's different from track it, though. Track it's where it's in the saddle. T- so I'm not – it is some sort of thing like that that goes with the – but, you know, I, I would just be making it up if I tried to give you an answer. Never mind, never mind. Let, let, let me get back to Robert Yates here. Hey, hand the phone back to him for a minute there, Jenny. So, R- Robert, uh, yes. 
you, you talked about your exposure your exposure at, at Oaklawn. I can imagine when you've already pulled down some of the overnights and you've probably written some of the pre-race releases. Uh, you're going to see a, a lot of new players coming your way, uh, for, particularly some of the guys from the East that are going to show up there. Are, are you excited about that? Yeah, just uh, because obviously we have no turf racing at Oakland. Um, you know, our pool size has shrunk considerably. So it's just, you know, to see Chad Brown and uh, Christophe Clement, guys like that, we're, you know, we rarely, if ever, see them at Oakland. It's, uh, yeah, it really is a thrill. And, um, you know, the, the two letters that A and E um, have essentially disappeared in, in most of the country, but yet here, it's, you know, it's part of the, you know, to get in the race. You got to get off the hospital list. That's a big deal. Posture, <laughs> it's amazing. Well, Robert, I I, I hope you uh, enjoy your time there and work alongside some of the uh, great turf publicists uh, that I've had the pleasure of working with over the years. Uh, You sound like you're taking the first steps on a great career, and it looks like uh, I've got to check out here. So, Robert, best of luck to you. Great talking to you. I hope to meet you in person. And... uh, Give Jenny my best if she's not uh, right within a foot of me uh, that can hear this. And I just want to remind everybody, you want to check out the the, the 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 past performances and the easy win forms for Kentucky Downs because I don't know how to unravel that. You really don't have a whole lot of apples to apples. Horses come in from everywhere. No matter how evenly matched they might be, you've still got the challenge of that challenging turf course. Watch it, because when they go, Jenny talked about the undulating. When they go into that far turn, they almost disappear from the screen. They're down so low, and, and, th- and then they've got it. Well, that pretty much closes out this section. Jenny, thank you very much. It was great meeting you, Robert. Now, I want to thank uh, Tom Law up there at Saratoga. If I got enough gas money, I, I'll be up there myself this weekend. So I'm looking forward to that. And I want to remind everybody, all the races we talked about, both at uh, Kentucky Downs, Saratoga, Del Mar, a lot of handicapping out there. And we'll do what we can to give you the winners. And uh, it's always great having you on, Jenny. Thanks a million. Hey, remember, there's unique and there's Kentucky Downs. <laughs> Kentucky Downs, no doubt about it. It's unique, but keep up with it because they race different days. And l- let's just get hope they yeah. get the medium without any more rain. I'm I'm getting the sure. getting the hook from my uh, producer Josh. I gotta go. Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies. You, Have a great Labor Day weekend. See you guys. Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with John Inglehart. We hope the information from today's show will benefit you at the next post. Join us for more insight next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Also, look for our weekly newsletter. Have a great week, and may your photos always be winners.